0: Thank you for listening to Embassy City Church's audio podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message and his word today. For more information on our church, please visit us at embassycity.com. Real, real loud, I want you to repeat after me, okay? Today. Today. Louder. Today. Today. The Holy Spirit Spirit is going to speak to me me. about wellness. wellness. Mm Mm-hmm. After today, after today, I will know, I will know and, fully and fully understand that in relation to my spirit, to my spirit God, wants God wants my mind, my mind and, my body and my body to be as well, be as, well as, my soul. as my soul. So after today, after today, I will be well. I, will be well. I forgive Tim I forgive him in advance for coming down my row, down my row and, stepping and, my and stepping on my toe, I give him permission today, him permission today to, sound more, to sound more like my general practitioner, like general <laughs> practitioner. than my pastor, than my pastor. But, only but only for today. All right, let's go. That's it. That's it. So, I just said, you declared it now. You can't take it back. You've already made this declaration. Uh, I want to read uh, John the third. Uh, uh, epistle of John and, and the second verse. Now, now this is uh third John. This is not the gospel according to John chapter number three. This is one of the three letters he wrote. Third John verse number two it should be right before the book of Jude. I'm going to read you one verse. We'll pray and see what the Holy Spirit will say. Is that all right? Here's what it says in verse number two. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. It's only one verse. I'll read it again. It's all right. Dear friend, he's talking about his friend Gaius. Dear friend. I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Uh, For the final uh, message of this Stretch Mark series, the title of this message is Stretch Wellness. Stretch Wellness. Bow your heads. Let's pray over the word, shall we? Holy Spirit, help us to be well. Amen. Amen. John, this incredible apostle, the one that was beloved uh, by Jesus, writes his gospel. He's the last one to write his gospel. But he also writes three letters. And this last one is to his friend Gaius. And in his salutation and greeting to Gaius, in verse number two, he said something That's incredibly revelatory, but also incredibly practical. He says, hey, man, I hope all is well with you and that you are healthy in your body as well as strong in your spirit. Now, uh, I was born and raised on the King James Version. And in the King James Version, it says something to the effects of, beloved, I wish above all that you would prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospereth. But but I like the way that the New Living Translation has ironed out the wrinkles of the interpretation uh, to be very, very practical. I I, I really what he's saying is I, I just hope that you are as well in your body as you are strong in your spirit. And here's one of the reasons why I like the wrinkles ironed out, because uh, maybe two decades ago, somebody took this particular verse uh, and made it a prosperity gospel verse. But just by saying the words prosper or prosper us, uh, that it meant a jet, a Bentley, a mansion. That you had to be a millionaire with 18 streams of income. That everybody was gonna be a CEO, which meant nobody was gonna be working for your company, (laughs) because everybody was gonna be a CEO. But all he was really asking is I wanna make sure you're okay physically, mentally, as much as you are okay in your spirit. I I I want you to have a prayer life. I want you to be on track for your devotional, your 365-day devotional. Many of you all have gone on a fast for this month. Yay, you. I, I-, I want you to be closer to God in your spirit, but not, that, not at the expense of your own body. Your body needs to be okay as well. So this is going to be very, very practical Uh, My guarantee to you is that in all the stuff that I'm going to uh, unload on you today, I am not coming after your diet. (laughs) Not going to say anything about what you put on your plate or what you ate last night. Not coming after anything you do in that regard. But I think there's some other things as it relates to your mind and your body that are very, very important for stewardship reasons. If you're ready, say "Let's let's go. Point number one, please write this down. I need my mind to be well. I put this all in first person so you wouldn't think I was talking about you. I'm basically just talking about myself and all of y'all are listening. I need my mind to be well. Here's what it says in 2 Timothy, starting at the first verse. I, I urge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom, preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Oh my goodness, that's another series. (laughs) (laughs) They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Please underline this if you have a real Bible and highlight it if you have uh, an electronic or digital Bible. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Hey, Gaius, this is John. I want to know if all is well with you. I want to know if you have a clear mind. I want to know. And and it would would make me feel better before I even tell you anything else that 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 I greet you and ask, is everything okay up here? We live in a day and age that that uh, in the next four to five years, mental depression and suicide will be the number one epidemic in the United States of America. I did a message uh, uh, last June uh, uh, on uh, depression and suicide uh, after three entertainers in about five days had taken their own lives. After hanging out with their friends and doing television shows, they casually went home and took their own life. So how are you doing in your mind? I know you have a prayer life. I know you're fasting. I know you're reading your Bible, but, but how are you doing in your mind. Well, well there's, there's two things uh, that, that, that I want to tell you. And if you want to write it down, it's two ways that I keep my mind well. Again, I'm doing this in first person so you don't think I'm talking about you. Two ways that I keep my mind well. Here's the first one. Give it all to God. The first way I keep my mind well is to give it all To God. And here's what it says in Philippians chapter number four, verse six. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Let me rewind real quick Hakuna Matata. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Don't worry about anything. Pray. Just take it to God in prayer. Dump it off. Cast all your cares on Jesus. The first way I keep my mind well is that I give it all to God. God, this is your issue to sort out. Even if I got myself in it, I I now need you to get me out of it. Hello. Some stuff is, is involuntary. Other stuff is voluntary and we still need God for both. Whether somebody else put me in it or I put myself in it, I need God's help to get out. So give it all to God. Just chuck it. (laughs) It will keep your mind well if you have a constant prayer life and a communication where you can get that up and out of you and onto somebody, onto God. Give it to him. But here's the second thing, and I hope you don't think the second thing contradicts the first thing, but here it is. Uh, Give whatever's left to people. Well, wait a minute. If I give it all to God, I don't have anything left. Yes, you do. By a show of hands, this is an honest, open, and transparent church. Um, have you ever prayed a really hot prayer? Like gave it all to God in prayer? And then your friend called, and he gave it to them too? <laughs> Anybody beside me? Just, I'm taking a poll. I'm taking a poll. Yeah. Right? You gave it all to God in prayer, but as soon as the fan ran, they were like, how are you doing? Not good. <laughs> I'm going to tell you exactly what my problem is right now. And you're like... Well, have you taken that to God in prayer? Absolutely. And I have some left over, and you're getting it. (laughs) Let me tell you something. You're you're, you're actually uh, okay. You're not a hypocrite. Right. Right. Right? It it doesn't mean that that your prayer life isn't good. It just means you're a normal person. Where I've given all to God, but I still need to process out loud with somebody else that can at least give me a facial expression. Because sometimes I talk to God. He don't talk back. (laughs) He'd be like, "Mm, okay, great. We'll talk about that next Thursday, 2021. You're like, what? <laughs> so I want to give you a Bible verse for this. It's Galatians chapter number six, verse number two. Here's what it says. Share each other's burdens. <laughs> and in this way, obey the law of Christ. Listen, when, you, when, I, when I put my burden on you I'm a, and you take it, you're obeying the law of Christ. This is what we're supposed to be doing for each other. One of the ways that your mind will stay well is that you give it all to God and you give the rest to people. Your mind will be well. Listen to me. Write this down. Whatever does not come up and out of your mouth through words will come up and out of your body through actions. I'm going to say it again. Whatever doesn't come up and out of your mouth through words will come up and out of your body through actions, stress, hypertension, ulcers. You punching the wall. Yep. You, you, you being on edge and, and, and every time somebody asks you something, like, like within four minutes, you, ah! you're yelling. Let me tell you why that's coming up and out of you in that way. Because you don't have enough words to heal your brain. Your, 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 your brain needs words to heal. When my sons are going through something and, 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 and they're. I said, put your hand on your heart. Take a deep breath. Take another one. Take another one. I said, now tell me what you feel. I don't know. Yes, you do. Because your body knows. And before you punch your brother again, which is going to make me punch you in the throat, in Jesus' name. Anything you put in Jesus' name on makes it legal, okay? Don't believe that. Um, And they'll start to say, well, 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 well I, I feel angry. He hurt my feelings. That, we, we need to process that. Unpack that, unpack that, unpack that. Say some more, say some more. And it, it just, I got embarrassed because he said it in front of my friend. Say some more, say some more, say some more. And the more words happen, the more the body eases. The more the body calms down and that clenched fist starts to relax. And that heart palpitation will go away. And your hair will stop falling out. And your heartburn will go away if you actually use your words. Dear Gaius, dear Tamika, dear Sarah, Lisa, Christopher, Teddy, Oscar, I hope that you are well. I know you come to church. But I hope that you are well. As well in your body as you are strong in spirit. I, I just want you to be okay. Point number two, please write this down. I need my body to be well. I literally need my body to be well. Here's what it says in First Timothy chapter number four, verse number eight. Physical training is good, but training. For godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Now, let me tell you what some people do with this verse. They read that first part. Physical training is good, but then they see that butt. That big old butt. They're like, I like butts. That butt butt helped me out because physical training is good, but that spiritual training is much better. See, I I would do a push-up. But I got to read my Bible. God wants me in his word. I, I got to make sure I would be doing those sit ups and a couple of burpees. But you know what? I read in that book that I mean, physical training is good. But that butt though, let me tell you something, that but is in a cancellation of the first statement. It, it, it's saying you, you need to do that, but but you need to have a prayer life too. hear me. But if you're dead. Who going to pray? You can't pray dead. Yeah. Try it. Don't try it. Don't try it. <laughs> That'd be weird. Paul writes this too. First Corinthians chapter number nine, starting at the twenty-first verse. Uh, Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. Can I just stop right here? Have you ever seen anyone in the Olympics going like this? Fourth place. I'm shooting for fourth. I have an allergic reaction to bronze, silver, and gold. It breaks me out. So uh, when I get in these starting blocks, I'm hoping to come in fourth. No, you run to win. Nobody plays a game and wants to lose. Not even at board games. My mother-in-law sitting on the front row. We had a 10-hour game of Monopoly. Listen, things get real. It came down to us being the last two. We convened for some rest, woke up, went right back to that living room. Because I meant to break her. And I did. I ask forgiveness, though, in Jesus' name. Okay. Nobody wants to lose, okay? Here's what it says. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Here's what he's saying. Uh, I I, I am so disciplined in my body. Let me put it this way. My body's not the boss of me. I am going to be the boss of it. I will not let my body dictate how I'm going to be today. I'm going to put it in a disciplined stance so I can do everything I'm supposed to do as a minister of the gospel. This is the way Paul is putting it. And so I, I, I want to give you um, uh, three ways to keep my body well. And then hopefully you'll have three ways to keep your body Here's the first one. The first one is exercise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just stand here for a second. Let it. It's exercise. Again, physical training is good. That 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 butt doesn't negate the first thing. Physical training is actually good, and you need exercise for your body to be okay. Let me give you some of the benefits. Okay. Uh, It it, it will make me feel happier. It might make you feel happier, too. It can help me with weight loss. It is good for my muscles and my bones. It can increase my energy levels. Do you understand? Uh, uh, I was a breech baby. I was born feet first, came out of my mom feet first, June 26, 1975. I came out lit. (laughs) I literally hit the ground running. my, My dad saw a foot come out of my mom, and he shook it. I've been on, like, the way I am right now, this is me. I don't need no caffeine. If I had caffeine, I'd be up till Thursday. Not this Thursday, the next Thursday. You never want me to have caffeine. I would be too turned up. It would not be good for me to be a pastor and that turned up. It wouldn't be good. Y'all can barely handle me now. Um, It can increase the energy levels. It will reduce risk of chronic disease, It will help with skin health, okay? It can help my brain, health, and memory. It can help me with relaxation and sleep quality. We'll get there in a minute. It will help reduce pain, and it could promote a better love life. All the married people say amen. Do a sit up. See how your spouse responds. Do a push up. See how your spouse responds. Walk around the block. Again, this is a stretch mark. I'm not asking you to be in a decathlon by June. I'm saying wherever your marker is now, will you please move it? For your own health. There's no there's no sense in you having hypertension and diabetes and, and high cholesterol and, and and all of this stuff when you can just move around a little bit. Walk around your block. I'm not asking you to join a gym. I'm not saying 24-hour fitness, L.A. fitness. I'm saying, will you please walk around your block? The mailbox don't count. (laughs) Just walk around so you can be alive longer to witness to somebody and declare his good works that Jesus Christ is Lord. I hope that you are well. I'm glad you come to church. I'm glad you've been saved for 30 years. I'm sad that you're in the hospital all the time because your blood pressure's up. That makes me sad. Will you please exercise? The doctor told me I need to change, you know, got to change some stuff. I'm, I'm really struggling with that. But, 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 but you're at the prayer meeting every Thursday. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? I'm just saying. Exercise. Okay, I told you. Here's the second one. Rest. You need to rest. Some of y'all is busy for no apparent reason. You just are. You just, you're too busy. I'm a grinder. My work ethic is lethal. When I get up, I don't stop. Wherever I stop, that's where I drop. I will sleep when I'm dead. Yeah, you're amazing. And you're also on a lot of people's nerves. I'll give you some Bible. Exodus chapter number 20, starting at the 8th verse, it says, Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord, your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and them. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock and any foreigners living among you. for in six days, the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he rested. Pop quiz. Was he tired? I'm not tired. I don't need any rest. This is not about being tired. This is about honoring the person who's given you the gifting, the business, the strategy, whatever you're into. There's a day that you stop and reflect and say, God, I trust you so much. Listen, if you don't want to believe me, believe Chick-fil-A. I'm just trying to tell somebody. I don't know how Chick-fil-A made it to two of my sermons, back to back, but maybe there's an anointing on it that I don't know about. I'm riding with it. If you don't trust me, trust Chick-fil-A. Do you know the Super Bowl is on a Sunday, and the Chick-fil-A that's in the stadium hosting the Super Bowl said, we still ain't opening for you. Listen, they got that Sabbath day on It's about resting. It's not about that, 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 that your work ethic is, oh, if, if, if I sit down, I, don't, I feel unproductive. No, no, no. Your day of rest is meant to show who you trust in. I'm not taking any calls today that have to do with business because I trust God more than I trust picking up this phone call today. My bottom line would be so much better in my Business life and my personal life, if I just put this phone down, wait a minute, turn it off, get home today, Put that f- drive in the garage, power off your phone, and keep it in the car and go in the house. When you wake up tomorrow, you're going to have 18 missed calls from your stalker. <laughs> and here's all you have to say. I was away from my phone. Because you were. It was in the car. Because I can only deal with you Monday through Saturday. And I'm going I'm to take a day on Sunday. Now, listen, it needs to be a day that works for you. I was preaching at a church in Arizona uh, a couple of years back. And after the service, a guy came up to me. He said, hey, man, good sermon. But <laughs> uh, do you have church on Sundays? I said, yeah. He said, how come you're not keeping the Sabbath day holy? And I was like, I I do keep the Sabbath day. When is your Sabbath day? My Sabbath day is Friday. Mm -mm 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 -mm. You need to keep the Sabbath day holy like it is in the Bible. I said, I do keep the, I I have a Sabbath day. It's Friday. And and, and sometimes it's Monday. That really threw him. He was like, (laughs) it ain't Friday. And it's definitely not Monday. He said, how can you justify you having a Sabbath day and it's not on the day God set? And I said, well, I I, I observed the principle of the Sabbath. I said, but to answer your question more specifically, I'm a Gentile. (laughs) So... And he was like, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you. It's the principle of the Sabbath. If, if based on the way your work schedule is set up, Tuesday yeah. is your Sabbath, okay, do it. If it's four hours, like you don't understand my life. I could never have a full day. Split it up. Do three hours one day. Six hours. Get it in. Listen, you need some rest. Are you going to be cranky? Let me give you some benefits of uh, rest. Uh, the timeout reduces stress. It will abuse your immune system. It adds years to your life. It restores mental energy. I become more creative. When I have some rest, I'm creative. And again, rest is not sleep. We're going to deal with that in a minute. Rest and sleep are two different things. Some of y'all are sleeping all night but not rested. hmm Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I'll become more productive, I'll focus better, and it it improves short-term memory. So get some rest. As my my mama used to say when I was little, get somewhere and sit down. (laughs) Just get somewhere and sit down. Some of you all have had so much inconsistency And turmoil in your life, that to sit down means for everything that you're running from to rush in front of you. And you feel like I'm being bombarded. I got to stay on the run. God gives you rest. It's rest for you to reflect on who you put your real trust in. So here's the third. Sleep. I told you sleep and rest are not the same thing. Three ways that you'll keep your body well. If, if you've noticed, I didn't say nothing about diet. I'm not coming after your eggs or your bacon. Nothing. Okay, I don't have no keto menu to put up here. <laughs> but you need some sleep. And if you've been struggling with sleep, and you've been taking Ambien, or you've had a lot of anxiety, you've been taking Xanax, listen, I want to I wanna give you some scripture. Because you need to put a word on that situation. You've already put an appeal on it. Put a word on top of it that will anchor you through this season. Here's what it says in Psalm chapter number four, verse number eight. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. Mm. For you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Listen, that's a go to bed verse right there. Some of y'all need to have that right next to your nightstand. You've been having struggles sleeping. You need to pray this verse over yourself. You need to say this verse over yourself and get in the bed and go to sleep. In peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone. O Lord, will keep you're the only one that can keep me safe. I live in Texas. I have guns. I lock my doors. We have a security system. Somebody comes in there. That's 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 their fault. (laughs) But I won't be up all night waiting for you to come in there. I'm going to sleep. Now, let me tell you why I'm going to sleep. Psalm 121, starting at the first verse. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel, replace that word with your name. He who watches over Timothy, He who watches over Monica, he who watches over James never sleeps, never slumbers or sleeps. You know what that means for me? I'm going to bed. You get the revelation of this verse, and here's what you come to the conclusion of. No sense in both of us being up. Oh, you up? I'm asleep. On my bills, I'm going to sleep. On my problems, I'm going to sleep. They're going to be there in the morning anyway. No, since you losing sleep three or four or five o'clock in the morning frustrated, you're going to stay up. I'm going to sleep. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. How about that for throwing shade? It's the only shade I want thrown near me is protective shade from the Lord. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Let the church say. Amen. Go to sleep. Get some sleep. Now let me give you some benefits of what a good night's sleep will give you. It will keep your heart healthy, it reduces stress. You need at least seven hours of sleep. I'm I'm fine off four. Okay. <laughs> if I get five, I survive. Okay. Just because you made it rhyme doesn't mean. (laughs) It reduces inflammation. You can wake up unswollen. (laughs) I love this. It it, it makes me more alert. Now, I got to stop on this one. It's 2019. And um, uh, I I keep a a, a nice little stethoscope on, on, on the pulse of culture. Uh, and one of the colloquialisms that has kind of taken over uh, and dominated our culture are these two words: "Stay woke." <laughs> to stay woke means that you are alert and you're not going to let anybody trick you or manipulate you into anything, whether it's uh, uh, some of the uh, ugly history of our past or, or or some things that are going on now. I stay woke. You're not going to ever get me, cause I'm woke. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you what happens when you stay woke. Um, You get a thing called sleep deprivation. (laughs) When you stay woke, there's something that happens called sleep deprivation. One of the main effects of sleep deprivation is that you start hallucinating. And you start seeing stuff that's not actually there. So some of y'all stay woke people is actually pointing at stuff that ain't even there. I'm woke. I'm like, you need to go to bed though, cause that's, that's not what you think it is. That's an apple. No, it's not. It's a conspiracy to make us vote Republican, cause it's red. Will you shut up? You need a nap. If you go to sleep, you'll be more alert. If you stay woke, you will not. (laughs) Point number five. It improves your memory. Six. It helps my body repair itself. Listen, if you're ever injured or you get sick, the first thing you need to do is go to sleep. Your body will repair itself when you stop moving. Whenever I start to get a sore throat or anything like that, the first thing I do is this. My wife will tell you, because my wife is Wonder Woman. She rarely gets sick. But when it does, it knocks her out. I'm the opposite. The moment I'm like, mm, mm. (laughs) I'll fix you cold. I'll just stand real still. I'm telling you, if you are always with an ailment, you probably need some rest. And then number seven, I I didn't write this. I got this from some credible stuff on Google. (laughs) Naps make you smarter. How many people take naps? Y'all so smart. Listen, a nap will help you out in ways that caffeine never will. If you can get like a 10 to 15 minute power nap, you might be saying that's too short for me. No, it's not. Your body just needs to know that you love it enough to stop moving for a moment. And when you come back up, it's like when you hitting sleep on your computer. You didn't shut it the whole thing down. You just pu- sleep, just the moment you tap it, it, it'll come right back up. With all the icons and everything. You you need a nap. Now listen, I this this message is the one that that uh, I had the most concern about because uh, I'm, I'm such a straight Bible guy. I want the narrative of the story or I want the theology of the story. And when I thought about this message, I'm like, man, I'm going to come off like I'm some doctor, or I'm some bootleg general practitioner. And and then the Holy Spirit was like, no, I have Bible for all of this. And I was like, actually, you do. I'm good here. Uh, uh, in June of 2017, uh, I did change uh, my, my eating uh, lifestyle. And... Uh, uh, at that time, I weighed one hundred and eighty five pounds. I carried it well, uh, but at five foot nine inches uh, 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 one hundred and eighty five pounds on me would suit me better if I was a cornerback uh, for a football team, Not just walking around with it. It, it it was it was too much on me, and when I went to the doctor, they were telling me that you 're borderline diabetic and all this kind of stuff. so I went on a sugar free uh, diet. I went on that sugar-free diet called Whole30, and 30 days later, my skin cleared up, my dandruff went away. How many people remember when I had a bald head? Okay, I used to wear a bald head all the time. Okay, Had that bald head, had it for so long, I forgot why I even shaved my head. Well, The reason why I shaved my head so much is because the dandruff would be so scaly um, that it would literally uh, scab and bleed. So I gave up sugar, and the dandruff went away. And my skin cleared up, and I lost several pounds. I decided to stay on it. After 120 days, I had lost like, like, like 20 pounds. And I stayed on it for a whole year. I lost 25 pounds, OK? 160, slim, felt great. I had so much energy, I had to join the gym. Like, I was too alert on everything. I was like, what are we doing today? My wife was like, you need to, it's too much. <laughs> I need you to go somewhere with all that energy. You can't stay here with me with all that energy. So I started going to the gym, working at 4.30 in the morning. Right? So, so I've been on it uh, over a year now, and I, 365 days religiously. Uh, uh, and then I decided, okay, I'm going to have a cheat day. I'm going to have a splurge meal. And uh, so I had carrot cake because uh, y'all know um, how I feel about carrot cake from Saltgrass, And um, I had the carrot cake and it was great. But um, my head started swimming. My whole face broke out. I was dizzy. And I was like, oh, man, uh, ouch. Ouch. This hurt. But it was worth it. Can't do this again for like six months, but it was worth it. (laughs) Here's what I'm saying. I stretched past the marker that I had. And a whole lot changed. I didn't make some vow that I would never eat sugar again. And then when I did have the carrot cake, I felt like I backslid. All I did was move my marker and said, from now on, this is going to be a regular part of my life. We do three services now. We had some of you come up to me because you love me so much. Are you going to be okay, Tim, doing three services? We're just, we're just concerned about your stamina. <laughs> just concerned if you, we don't want you to burn out. And I was like, I'm good. Be, be, because I exercise, I rest, and I sleep. I got good sleep before I came in here. And I preach and I'll go straight to guest central and hug all of y'all that come into guest central and come right out here and do it again for the one and go hang out in guest central again. I'm not tired, but that's because not only do I take care of my spirit, I take care of my body. All I'm asking you to do with the conclusion of this series is this, one more time, let's go, let's go, let's go. Everybody do it. I I I want you to stretch, come on, do it, and exercise. Some of y'all went, oh no. Don't give up. Come on. Let's do it. Stretch. And I need you to rest. Some of y'all need to just rest. okay? come on. Next one. Stretch. And I need you to exercise. Oh, no, no, no. Sleep. Listen, especially on a Sunday, that divine Sunday nap. God will speak to you. Okay, last one. Stretch. Come on, do this one. Your mind. There's some stuff in your mind that needs to come out through words. And, and, if, and, if, and if someone's violated your trust, your cousin, your uncle, your friend, um, then pay for it. Go, go, go to a counselor who's paid to keep your stuff confidential and drop that burden on them. I gave half of it to God and I gave $100 to this person over here and gave the other half to them. And I feel great. Mental health is important. You need words to heal. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your four-week series on Stretch Marks. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have preaching it. I love you. God bless you. Bow your hands. Let's pray before we leave, okay? Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you would like to know more about Embassy City Church, please visit us at embassycity.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Embassy Irving.